Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Sessions. And I'm Sessions. Is is laugh. Sessions is is. Yeah, I like that. Sessions. Well, yeah, whatever. It's Sessions said. with Mo. Yes. That's Mo. I'm Sessions. How you guys doing? Today we'll be discussing family dynamics. Um, I think the first thing we're going to talk about is uh, toxic family members and friends. I don't have any toxic friends, though. You've dealt with toxic people. Do you have people. toxic friends? Uh, I have toxic family. You have toxic family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, biohazard, like, stay far, far away toxic. <laughs> okay. Like, you need a hazmat suit to be around these people toxic. Alright. Okay. Thanks for that, honey. Like, you should call the CDC. Okay. Come check this out, because it's, like, super toxic. Alright, so let's give two perspectives. <laughs> I want you to give your perspective on it, and then I'll give mine. On your family? No, on oh. general. <laughs> Alright, so, perspective. I don't understand that. We're like, getting, we're the getting, perspective we're... is people are toxic. Right, but wh- how we view that. Your perspective on it and how I view it. I view them as toxic. You want to unpack that? Yeah, I keep things to a minimum. I can say what most people take five minutes to say in like two seconds. So let's do that. I did. They're toxic. How do you define a toxic family member? I describe them as mm, people typically related to you. Um, yeah. Okay, so now that I've frustrated him beyond belief. So seriously, for me, toxic people are people that are super manipulative or that like to... How do I word this so it's friendly? Sure. Come back to me on that. I think I think toxic friends or family or people in general are people who I want to say have a bit of selfishness or manipulative personalities. Uh, they don't have your best interest at heart, and they may act like they do, but they don't. And I think it's more of a it's more of a power trip. You know, I think these people like to feel in control uh which gives me the idea that i mean I, I guess i will say that not all but most can be narcissists i would agree although i'm not a psychiatrist but yeah i would think there's definitely some narcissistic personality disorders going on okay so uh these people t- typically are They enjoy getting a sense of entitlement or power over you um, and and the choices you make. And these people obviously are, uh, I mean, when it comes to family, these people are not, it's hard to say, you know, you love someone or, or how you feel about them and separate that 
from what is good for you and what is not good for you, so to speak, if that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense for me. And that. So, uh, th- that, that's how I view that, how I view uh, toxic friends and family or people. I guess the next question would be, uh, what about love and care with the people you disassociate from that are of that nature? Toxic. There is no love and care for me. And that's where you and I are seriously different. So, so give me that perspective and I'll give my perspective on that. I am, but you're interrupting me. And now the whole world, do you guys see like how often I get interrupted? Love you. Um, yeah, there is no love and care for me or from me. If you're toxic or whatever, I don't need you in my life. I don't need you in my husband's life. I don't need you in my kid's life. And we'll be just fine without you. That's my view on everything. My husband though, he's a little different. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I do have a bit of a different perspective with, with some highlights of similarities as well. Uh, I do believe that you can love and care for someone who may be toxic, uh, especially if it's family or someone like that. Obviously, you don't hope that they die or anything like that. Pause. Why? Because you generally care about them. Why? Why would you care about someone that is toxic and someone that whose sole purpose is to cause you misery? They don't deserve your care. Well, I, I think those people have problems of their own. Okay, and those are their problems. They don't deserve anything from you. Well, in they, my opinion. Right. Well, what they deserve and what they get are two different things. Uh, again, I, I I feel like you can draw the line with how you feel about someone and having them around you or involved in your life. You know, you can you can love someone from a distance. I absolutely believe that. Yeah, but my question is, why, why is there you, love? Why would you love that person? Yeah, like, I don't... Of course, we grew up differently. We we know that. Although we grew up way differently, there are actually a lot of similarities. But our differences, I guess, made us the people we are. And I'm really good at cutting people off. I think I'm a professional people cutter. <laughs> that sounds horrible. That's huh? a legit term, but of course not. Well, you've just coined the phrase now. You're a people yes. cutter. Yes. Um, if you use that, please send me a nickel. Um, <laughs> whereas you're not like you. You see the good in people, even when they don't deserve it, and I see the bullshit in people like almost immediately. Sometimes I get tricked. And I will say, I've gotten tricked a couple of times in this last, this past year. And I'm not too proud of that. But it is what it is. I mean, yeah, I, I can say that, yeah, I, I do see good in people. And, um, you know, I, I think people can change. I, I think that's important. And maybe, maybe that's a me thing. And I know there's others that think that way as well. I do believe that people have the capacity to change and grow. Change um, into what, though? Into the best version of themselves. What if there is no better version? Like, at what point do you... I mean, only time time and that person's 
own growth will determine that. But if they I, don't grow it and they're just complacent where they are, then... So at what point do you realize there is no growth, there is no change, and you're still holding out and holding on for what could be? Like, at what point do you cut your losses and say, fuck this, I'm done? Like, why still harbor any feelings whatsoever towards these people? Well, I think I think it has to do with with uh, the dynamics of that relationship. I think it has to do with the history. So that's what I'm talking about. At what point do you say enough's enough? Like, you're not going to change. You're not going to grow. You've done enough to be in my family. Like, I have no feelings for you whatsoever. When it comes to I, you, I I'm indifferent. Like, what is your... Cut off. Tolerant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your cutoff? Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not exactly sure. I know. I don't think you have one. No, I, I, I don't think in terms, I don't think that's how I would phrase it. I can tell you what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. What I, what I will accept and what I won't accept. But you still have feeling for, feelings for these people. Right. So you're still, what I'm saying is what would it take or how much do you take before you reach the point of you don't exist to me? I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think um, you haven't reached that point. No, I. I don't think that. I mean, with everyone. I mean, there are people that I. I, I can generally say I probably feel like that with. But in terms of family or someone that I have uh, a history with, whether it being family or a close friend, if there's an history there, it paints a light on on a relationship and how that relationship ended up where it is, or lack thereof. You know what I mean? So I think I, maybe maybe that's wishful thinking with people like me that say, hey, look, well, there was a time where there was better moments or things weren't always like this. Or maybe it's the up, you know, the, the up, upbringing of how someone was raised. Pause. You sound like a battered woman. Like the lady that her husband was good back in the day, but now he's a drunk and he beats her. And she still holds on to the past. Well, 10 years ago, he was a good man. He just got laid off from the factory and life and this, that, and the other. Okay, but he still beats your ass every day. Yeah, but you what, know, what you're holding on to the past. But you know what the difference is between the battered woman? What? She stays in that household and in that relationship. Yeah, but as long as you have feelings for these people, you're in that relationship. No, well, no, yes. I, 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 that's where I disagree. Again, okay, people, who do you side with, me or him? Let us know. I, Continue. I think you can, again, separate yourself and associate with people and still hope for them to have the best life or, you know, not, at least not wish them harm and stuff like that. I, I do believe that there's... A fundamental difference from saying, you know, I don't give a shit about you, you could die tomorrow, versus saying, you know, I'm good. You know, I've realized that you're a toxic person and I don't need you in my life, and it's not good for my well-being to have this person in my life, but I hope nothing bad happens to them, and I hope they get their shit together. You know, I think there's there's a difference there, versus saying, I really don't give a shit what happens to you. Yeah, and, th- and, th- that's... and that's you, and, and, that, and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, because if you're not in my life, I don't care about you. So again, you could die tomorrow, and that would not phase me. Yeah, maybe maybe that's my little, is it called humanitarian? Humanitarian aspect of myself? <laughs> Am I saying that right? I don't think so. Humanitarian? Yes. Uh, maybe that's uh, 
you know, something with, within me where I generally help people do better and I, I care for human life. You know, I, I don't wish harm on anyone. I, I wish that You don't have do to better. wish harm on people. You don't have to wish anything. Like, my thing is, you should have no feelings towards them. They should be like a stranger on the street. Do you believe? You see a stranger get hit by a bus while he's on a bicycle, and you're like, "Oh man, that looked like it hurt." But you're going do, about do, your business. But do, do you believe that people can change? Yeah. Okay, and if people can change, do you believe those people should have a second chance? No. So if they're changing, they're changing for themselves and for others. That's who you should change for yourself, not for anyone else. I agree with that. But because you're a new person today, it doesn't erase the damage you did yesterday. So yes, I'm glad you're a better person today, but go be a better person with your new friends and family. Like this, it's done. What about that in in, uh, reverse? What? So the person that they are today doesn't erase the history. You, You just said it doesn't change. Uh, if you know if a person was bad yesterday, they're so changing today doesn't change the bad shit that they do. What about the good stuff they do? Does them being bad change the, the good stuff that they've done? Yes, when the good stuff that they've done has been 100% a lie and manipulative. Yes, 100%. I think we're talking about the same thing here. I'm not really sure though. Uh, I'm speaking in general. I think you're more specifically. Yeah, you're, you're, you're solo focusing it on specific people. Yeah, and I think I know who. But uh, I'm I'm speaking more in general, just in the, the general concept, because you know there's others out there, and we're 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 doing the show, and I'm sure other people may not have the exact same experiences that we've had. So my question is, does that erase? I mean, from your perspective, at least, does that erase what they've done good? Yes. If they, okay. It does, 100%. Because you can't go from being good to being bad. Um, yeah, not for me. Okay. It's like, let's say we're married for 20 years. And for those 20 years, you've been the most amazing husband ever. And then one day, you decide to go cheat on me. That one thing erased all those 20 years and there'd be no coming back from that why'd you have to personalize i mean (laughs) i'm I'm just i'm just saying like to get people to understand what i'm trying to say because sometimes i'm not good with explaining myself all right what do do you feel like you know because i see the the next uh question that's in our topic subtopics or whatever what do you think is acceptable and unacceptable when it comes to or there's a difference. Well, relationships like you and me, or well, general relationships, whether it's an intimate relationship with your significant other. Well, or... number one, there's there always has to be respect. It doesn't matter if it's personal or professional. There has to be a a mutual respect there. Um, with that comes some level of trust. For me, if trust is broken, that's something that's super hard for me to come back from. Really hard. But other people, it's easy. Okay. So I know how you feel about second chances. <laughs> um, 
But does that line get skewed when you actually really generally care about someone? Of course it does. But there's a different, well, for me, there's a difference in in levels and what was done to, to break trust or what was done to make this person toxic. Like there is ranks, I guess. There are some things that are absolutely unforgivable and things that go on for over a decade. A decade of lies and manipulations is completely unforgivable for me. You said something about family. What actually constitutes family for you? Family? I think it has to do with <clears throat> respect. I think respect is an important aspect of family and and um, boundaries and and, and uh, closeness and also you know I, I think it has to do with comfortable you have to feel that that comfort I, I, I feel like family should feel there should be a certain level of comfort when you know you're surrounded by family and people that genuinely care about you and uh, I mean I can definitely agree with something that you said we're in I don't think DNA determines your family. I think it's more of a it's more of a feeling, and it's more of a, a closeness and a, a general respect level and understanding that you have with someone, whether that's being a close friend who you consider family, because you know what you feel completely. You can feel completely vulnerable in front of this person and not worry about anything, and know that they're always gonna, you know. Be understanding yeah so family for me is has nothing to do with DNA because I'm closer to people that I look nothing like than I am with people that I share 50% of my DNA with so it's I don't know, way easy for me to cut family off because it's Mm, my friends are my family. Hmm. I mean, so having someone like me in your life, so now we're gonna get a little personal. Having someone like me in your life who generally has a different, slightly different perspective. Is annoying as fuck. Right, and this has also made you talk to more family than you normally do. I talk to my mom. How does that make you feel? I don't feel anything. I mean, do you enjoy that? Do you, I mean, is that something that, that that you feel like it's gotten a little better? Yeah, it's gotten better, but... I mean, obviously not to like erase anything that's happened or, or feelings or whatever personal stuff that's there. But in terms of, of the general relationship and communication. What's the question? Do you feel like it's gotten better? Has what gotten better? I, uh, the communication. Communication about what? The level of communication. When we talk to her, we talk about you. Mm -hmm. Always? No, if really. I call her on my own, it's something about you. Either you or something your family has done or but yeah it's 
always stemmed from you. You are my niece, but it's nothing about me typically. But hmm. all right, so we're gonna go back to our toxic family and friends and let's talk about examples. If we have any listeners out there, I think we have some kind of link somewhere where you can leave us messages or voice messages or something like that. If you're listening to this and you choose to participate, please know that in our next episode, we'll do a follow-up to this one and include some of those comments. But Or, or voice messages, whatever, whatever they are. Yeah, that. But we... Our relationship is fairly new I mean it's weird we'll do like two episodes explaining how we got here but let's just jump in the middle so we have different family dynamics and he kind of touched on a second ago how I don't really talk to my family which is weird when we got together I didn't talk to my family and he pretty much talked to his every day. Beginning of our relationship, I talked to his family quite frequently. And then something changed where apparently I was a guy. And I guess I think that's funny. But whatever. So a lot of things like up down that road happened. And now I don't think he's talked to any of his family since like Super Bowl Sunday. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last person I spoke to was my dad. What's today? So that's what, six weeks now? Maybe? Because it's almost April. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, today's the 26th. So for me, personally, that's a blessing. But at the same time, I know what... Why am I doing quotes? They can't see me. (laughs) I know what family means to him. So it's a little sad at the same time, which makes me super conflicted because personally, I want nothing to do with any of these people, but they are his family, the people that he chooses to love. So in a sense, I'm supposed to respect that even if I truly don't because I don't, I don't like seeing my husband hurt. And I don't like the thought of him being disappointed by people that are supposed to love you. So we have a lot of mm, intense conversations that follow um, this theme. Would you say? Is that a honest description? Sure. I think so. Why are you looking like that? I'm listening to you. I know you're listening. Why, are you, why does your sure. face look like that? Because I, I'm, I'm taking in everything that you're saying. I think you're so, being pretty accurate. So we... My, my response is fuck them all, right? Because I feel like we've been nice. I know my husband's been overly nice. And then he gets talked to crazily. But the, I think the biggest thing 
for me comes are where his kids come into play. And I don't know if anyone has ever been in this situation, but if you have, please comment because this is actually, it's not, it's interesting to me. But so we have the situation where he was told one thing by a family member for over a decade that ended up not being true at all. And I don't know, like, how deep into that can I go? It's your story, so I don't want to, like... Yeah, um... Maybe in another episode we'll open that up more. Okay. So basically he was lied to for over a decade by someone in his family that he honestly thought was looking out for him. And it ends up that that was not the case. And it's like now that he's found his voice, he's the wrong person. Which is where the narcissism and manipulation comes into play for me. So if you've been in a situation like that, drop us a line. How did you deal with it? I'll, I'll chime in now. I do think, and, and based on my, per- excuse my wife who's drinking her Sonic drink, or I think it's just water in a Sonic cup. Uh, <laughs> but I do think, you know, from my own personal experience, I do find it interesting how these people, you know, <clears throat> will feel like they'll show you love when you're dependent on them or when you know you are not at your best but when you're when you've accomplished so much positive stuff and you're you know you uh you gain a voice you know or you know the the level to defend yourself and you're doing better that's when you know all hell breaks loose or you're kind of like the black sheep you become the black sheep and the outcast because you no longer conform to the idea of what they once perceived you as so my, my thoughts to that is, and I know we've talked about it, and my mom has even said, like, when you're down, people like that. People don't like you being better or achieving more than they've achieved, which is weird because in less than a year, you got a promotion, we moved across the country and bought a house. And the six months that they spent talking shit. So, fuck them. That's my answer to everything. <laughs> but anyway. We'll unpack more in another episode. I, I do think, you know. Hmm? So, on the other side. I stopped talking to my toxic family a couple of years ago when we got into a huge argument over my dead grandmother's favorite color. That was exciting. And initially it kind of hurt, but 
I think it took me like a month to get over it. And I've been awesome since, which is really weird. Sometimes life is better with less people. Yeah. Why are you looking <laughs> at me like that? I'm just listening. Uh, probably shouldn't plug their name like that. Why? <laughs> for legal reasons. Are they gonna sue us for recommending their drink? Well, we're not being paid to say their name, so until we get a sponsorship from them, we're just gonna call it Ocean Water. That's yep. trademarked by them. Is it? Okay, so go to America's favorite drive-thru and ask for some blue water. No, America's favorite drive-in. Sorry. And ask for some blue water. Ask for some seawater. <laughs> that sounds terrible. That it actually does. sounds like it tastes terrible. It sounds like some coochie water. Speaking of which, if you're we gotta go. Seawater. <laughs> you're gonna cut that part out, right? Yeah. Okay, well, it's been real. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next time. Next time meaning tomorrow. Beans and burritos. Peace and hair grease. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>